discussing wait eric what's that behind you huh <laughs> is, it, is it a story <laughs> it's I, it's on my back Get it off. <laughs> no we're, eric we're, we're not gonna get it off we're gonna incorporate it into this podcast oh my gosh we're hilarious <laughs> man you would have thought we're so good at this we're, we're just, so we're back too good we're at so this. back we're so back it's a new year new dragon party and we're going to incorporate some of your characters' backstories. Oh, yeah. Incorporating backstories, one of the most fulfilling things you can do as a DM for your players. And I got it's got to be very exciting as a player. Yeah, it definitely it gets more and more relevant as the campaign lingers on. Mm-hmm. I think That's initially I, it's I just know. like, you know, the excitement of meeting new characters. And, and you have like a, a very small, succinct plot line. But then it's as as certain things get solved and you're still ready to move on. It's like, well, what now? <laughs> it's like, right, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. This sex, this segment is going to be all on incorporating character backstories. Um, do you have like a particular moment that you remember from either campaign that we played that was your backstory? Your characters don't really have like a very deep backstory no my, mine are always loose and mysterious and yeah. i set it up that Which way is... just so i can be a little more loosey-goosey with <laughs> whatever we're doing and well, i want to be very clear that's totally fine yeah like, yeah I, uh, I i develop a character not a backstory you know what i mean like i mm-hmm. I, I like developing quirky personalities not necessarily everything going into their backstory so I've definitely right. gave, given you the reins on, well, what is it that my backstory looks like? Which actually gave you a lot of liberties on, like, times when my character's not there. You're like, well, he's at an in- intergalactic Baccarat tournament. <laughs> that, sure. That's what that's Jack canon. Like. Yeah. That's canon. <laughs> um, I was in the Baccarat tournament. Yeah, and uh, it's not, but, um, but you did have, like, a very... Um, poignant or like um, very strong um, tie to your backstory, which was very helpful. Like it, it wasn't vague yeah. at all. It's like I'm looking for this. Yeah, this yeah, I, I want. Yeah, because it, it, yeah, there was like a very clear motive of like this is my end goal. <laughs> yeah, and, and and well, the reason I had done that too uh, was also tied into how I was going to meet our party where we were discussing at the time one of our prominent party members had a cursed sword and I was going to be the solution to said sword uh, because mm-hmm. I, I had a, a clear interaction with magical items of certain types uh, and could speak to them uh, in a way uh, if they had a soul in them. And yep. that was kind of just part of my character because I was kind of mad. I'm kind of crazy. And so I based this character very much off of um, the game Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Skyrim, <laughs> yeah, the uh, 
Sheogorath was your god. Yeah, Sheogorath is my god. Um, it definitely, uh, I mean, I played mostly Morrowind, uh, so, so it's definitely more of Morrowind, but you'll see it in Skyrim as well. You actually obtain the Wabajack in Sky, Skyrim. Which yeah, then the, that was sad. the thing that you were and trying that was to like that was what I've always like. My goal was to find the Wabajack. Uh, Sheogorath lost it and doesn't know where it's at. <laughs> so I was, I He's wanted to get here. that. It's fine. Be the champion of Sheogorath. Uh, that was part of that was my whole character's backstory. It was that yeah, was as simple backstory. as that. It was like we went with that. And like as a DM, I I love the idea of you know this like backstory about like oh as a child this happened to me and I escaped from a cult and it scarred me because of X Y Z. But also what you did was like here's a uh, a very clear quest line. Like you've already <laughs> written it for me. You're <laughs> so right. I, I don't have to make anything Get up. Me to the Wabajack. <laughs> Get me to the Wabajack. That's what I'm going to do. And it, uh, as we mentioned in uh, segment two, um, it kind of allowed me to sprinkle the trail. Sure, right. You're you're able to railroad me because I'm very focused on like where's the Wabajack. Like if you tell me the Wabajack's here, I'm going you're there. Going there. <laughs> yep. And that kind of brings <laughs> to us, especially to, to uh, do that to a character that's so like loosey goosey and crazed as I am, with like my ability to plane shift the way I can. It's like, yeah, we need to like get him, <laughs> or he might yeah, just disappear. I know, yeah. That that was the struggle for me, which I was like, okay. Fortunately, plane shift is a high level spell, so it took you a little bit to get there, and it requires <laughs> more specific things than just like money can buy. So yeah, just like, I oh, need 5, a thing that it's, is attuned to it. Yeah. That was a big um, uh, trap card, which was great. That actually added a whole element of the Oh, quest yeah. Line. It's, it's like a whole <laughs> sub-quest thing. Yeah. And because, because I knew your character would be like, we're going. <laughs> I'm going to cast Plane Shift on all of you. <laughs> I can do that. Um, and you probably would have succeeded in getting everybody there against their will. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um. But uh, but yeah. So the um, backstory is like a very um, so. It, some people, it's like the thing they love the most. It's like I have my backstory. I have a very strong narrative, like character arc that I want to I want to fulfill, and that's more important to me than like Dungeons and Dragoning. You know, going yeah. to Dungeons and finding wealth. There's also the fact that it might even be slightly more class based uh, because we have, for instance, yeah. a warlock and a paladin on our party, and they are both very focused on their. You know, the warlock has his demon lord that he has to appease, mm -hmm. and the paladin has his belief system that he has to uphold. <laughs> so it's like, and sometimes they're antagonistic to each other, right? <laughs> uh, and so I, I think I think there's kind of like two ways you can approach it, like how or how to like turn the character's backstory into a story. One is let that be the story itself, and two, just kind of use that as breadcrumbs mm -hmm. to the main story. Um. I think both are have merit. I think the the first one, like just letting it be the story itself, I think can be really, really cool. Um, but everyone kind of needs to have been bought into it already. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I, so th- this is the, my like biggest mistake that I kind of put on myself where we've joked about this in the past, but we go for our barbarian, uh, Pat's character. He wants to check. We should also family. talk about his approach too, because it's very different from the rest of our, like I, I, I just prefaced how like mine was pretty simplistic. Then we have our class-based ones. We're like, their backstories are kind of pre-written for them. Yeah. And, and then we have what our barbarian involved. did. Yeah. And <laughs> so he, I, I did it. I, that's kind of on me a little bit. <laughs> but, but yeah, he said, <laughs> he walked into, not even this character, but his, the younger brother he played first. His previous I have, character. Yeah. I have, <laughs> well, I have a family of eight brothers and sisters. <laughs> I'm rich. Yeah. So I have a, I have a noble. <laughs> yep. I have a noble. Um, and yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, so I have to figure out a reason why it needs to be noble. I have to come up with, <laughs> he, he had all the names and stuff. So, and I asked him to be like, so who like, you know, you have some of the family members stuff, but um, exactly. Like so, sometimes it's, that character's hard. story grew and grew to like such immense proportions. It's like half our campaign is this freaking family. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't need to be. <laughs> but so in the in the beginning, uh, when you come back from Barovia, they figured out a bunch of time has passed, and he's like, "Oh, I got to go check in with my family. It's right off the road. Let's go figure that out." And then I I built this like sub arc. Um, he's going to try to find out what happened to his brother. He got set up, whatever. Um, but we've been doing Which that. Which we for... ignored. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And Which we initially ignored. Completely ignored. And the reason was, is because Pat said, like, hey, we've been doing my thing for a while. So, I like, almost like a, a metagame reason, which was very nice of, he said, like, oh, I feel like my character's been hogging the spotlight for too long. Let's do Ryan's character with the bail. Yeah, we wouldn't know the Tyler is thing yet. Or did and, we do mine first? We must have done mine first. Well, I, yeah. the woods I do I do fully blame you for that. Because, yeah. like, we were there, we started the thing, and then we had to yeah. do a Jack. little trip into the woods yeah. and then come back. And but then by the time we came back, everyone was distracted, yeah. Everyone's distracted, and it felt like we were doing his thing for a long time. Um, but and then it was like, okay, we'll leave. Uh, um, we'll figure this. Yeah, that's out true because because my thing kind of was his thing because yeah. we had to get rid of his sword's curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he was yeah, the guy yeah. with the sword. Um, right. And this is the uh, the big fault of incorporating people's backstories is it's it was purely his character's thing. You know, right. it didn't. It didn't tie into anybody else. And it doesn't have to tie into their backstories. But if not everybody is like bought in or there isn't some greater task that you guys are trying to accomplish, um, then it can just be pushed to the side by everybody. And then everybody can just move on. So Um, you have to make it a point, in other words, to like use someone's backstory to unify the party somehow. Yes. You got to make it a global event, not just like... Initially, right. it's a backstory event, and we got to create a global event from this. Right? Yeah, it's like okay, you're you're the this isn't what happened, but you know, like Pat needs to go back to his fam. Pat's character needs to go back to his family, and they meet the father, and he's a dick. And then it's like, ooh, the paladin <laughs> notices there are some infernal symbols going on here, and there might be 
something that his paladin order would be interested in. You know, it's like you you bring in other members of the party where they're like, oh yeah, yeah. we all need to be involved here. Yep. Um, breadcrumbs from someone else. Yeah, keep pulling in more breadcrumbs from other people's stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it's enough to where one person is just like, let's do this thing. And um, that's totally fine. Like you don't have to do this. If, you're, if you know that your entire party is going to be into it. Um, but yeah, you do, you can't rely on just one person's backstory carrying interest for the whole party, especially if there are these like divergence points where it's like, maybe it's at the very beginning of it where they don't know that there's a time crunch because what happened was for this one, the bad guys won, but they didn't know that. You guys didn't know that until you came back <laughs> almost like two in real life years later right. <laughs> to, to now you're cleaning up the mess essentially <laughs> resulted in, you know, a whole city being teleported to the astral sea. <laughs> We're always talking about it. everything's fine. We just killed it's the dragon. Fine. We're good. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Someone turning into a dragon. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So it could be like the, the there could be this whole arc you know, where a person's character. Um, I think it's interesting to like have almost like an unexpected version of the uh, backstory where, you know, like um, you're, I don't know, you're trying to ingratiate yourself with the thieves guild and like maybe one character's backstory, his like whole family is like a bunch of city guards. And then they like see, one of their cousins who's definitely member city guard in the thieves guild. So it's like a little, little point of tension where this isn't a whole arc. I mean, it could turn into that, but it's just like, Oh, you weren't expecting, like you didn't go to the city thinking that you'd run into your family, but like, Oh, this guy's here. Um, and that, that example, the backstory isn't the main focus, but like, you could just have a random NPC be like their almost like voice of the DM, like delivering exposition. But now it's like, Oh, it's this guy's brother or cousin or something. Sure. So now there's a way for just be like, Oh, Hey, you recognize like this person recognized somebody you're speaking of course out loud to everybody, but now it's up to the party member to be like, Oh, actually I don't know what's going on here, but I know somebody here and we can just follow them back to whatever their house is. Right. Also, most of our scenarios that we're discussing are all kind of from our homebrew world. But I think this comes up in pre-mades as well. Like any kind of module, I think you still need to be doing this for people's characters. You want to get them invested in whatever the pre-mades solution. You know, even talk Barovia, I guess, because that's one that we're used to. Strahd, we've talked about it. Ad nauseum. I think it's so popular. I don't think it's much of spoilers, right? <laughs> I don't think we got to have like spoiler warning, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't. It's it's hard to spoil Strahd. He shows up. He's on the book. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on the cover and he shows up like, yeah, as, as soon as he gets to Barovia. But like to get your party focused, I, I don't know. I, character backstories, because thinking back from our initial campaign, we all kind of still had backstories, but they didn't come up as much in that yeah. pre-made. You, Especially because yeah, Barovia is one of those campaigns where you're kind of swept away into a long-lost world. It's like, well, leave your backstories behind. It doesn't matter. 
right. that world's gone. <laughs> yeah, like, and, yeah, you, you definitely should. Yeah, Barovia is kind of a weird one, yeah, because it is, like, literally... <laughs> Built on the fact that it's some, it's a different plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, but, not where you were. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like backstory is just a motivation farm that the DM yeah, can harvest. Basically. So, like, if if you're having, or if you're struggling coming up with, like, maybe you have a cool concept, but you don't really know how to implement it, like, just look at your character's backstories and figure that out, um, or figure out a way to. I don't know, like have a name that one of them recognizes or a crest or something. Um, I've also had like, um, you know, separate conversations with some of the party members about like where their city's from, like what they want or what they expect from their backstory being included. Like, like this is part of the collaborative element of D and D where you don't have to hide everything from your party members, especially their backstory. Like they're the ones creating the character. So you don't necessarily have to be like, Hey, here's the twist is come or here's the twist that's coming. But it might be like, Hey, like, do you think your character, like, how do you think they would react if they met their family members after being estranged for so long? Or like what's some, yeah. What's something that would like, would he be intrigued by finding like, you know, his family crest here or there or something? I don't know. Like if you're, if you're going to really delve into somebody's backstory, they're kind of your, your like assistant DM for a little bit. Yeah. Something I just realized too, in my own head, uh, going back to our Barovia example, that I think aided a lot in creating at least our barbarians and our paladins backstories is the fact that they got introduced together and they kind of had to figure out their backstory together before getting introduced. Otherwise it like would not have made sense. So it like ended up, yeah, like actually triggering like a backstory creation event where it was like, well, we have to develop this. Otherwise none of this is going to make sense or fit into our story. Like how are they getting to Barovia? How are they, yeah, How do they know each other because we're exactly to right. Them both. And that was purely based on laziness on my end. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I'm not, especially because one of the characters was brothers of one that died. The other one was yeah. very different. So I'm like, we're going to introduce you at the same time. And I had a separate text yeah, but, group with them. I met right, both right, of them but that right. How much of that like played into it though? Like you guys really created a full storyline yeah. coming into it, and it was like. Okay, here's these two characters. They know each other. They're connected to a guy we knew as a party at the time. So, mm-hmm. like, it all connected it together, which helped, you know, motivate us to be, you know, get together with them to figure things out, which was helpful. And and same with, I think it's just, like, in general, like, the backstories are so important in character introduction. <laughs> yeah. Without yeah. having a, a proper backstory, it's hard to introduce them to a party. It, yeah, it really is. It, it it helps the DM so much. To it's be just alive. like with my character. It would not have made sense had we not discussed, like, my character's motivation of, like, hearing the cursed sword. Yeah, Why else he, would I have, like, met them? It would not have made sense. <laughs> and that's not a class ability. That's not anything. Just nope. we talked like, about we it. And we were just out, like, yeah. hey, we need to figure out a way why you're here. <laughs> and then we... <laughs> 
we came up with that <laughs> together. It wasn't like no. I made this up. And yeah, I, I didn't like make it up. I didn't like make it up to say like, haha, I can hear things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I think this is where, uh, I don't know, like everything about DMing is very like close to the chest and hidden from the players. And this is, this is one of those times where you can let that go a little bit. And just sure. be like, get the at hey. least get the person whose backstory it's involved in involves. Like, yeah, we're gonna make your character do this. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, and you don't have to tell them like who they're gonna see in town. But you know, it's, if they're going to the city where they're from, just be like, hey, like you said that you know you're best friends with this person. Do you think that they'd stick around? Like, do you like? What's going on with like this relationship? Or well, you had a very secretive backstory moment with one of our characters in campaign, where oh, you made yeah. one of one of the vampire ghosts get sucked up by a <laughs> a bottle out of nowhere. Oh yes, <laughs> in Barovia. Yeah, that that our was sorcerer funny. got like <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah, because I had Strahd be watching you guys. So yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Hey, yeah, yeah." That was a fun moment where he'd be like, "Everybody, go to a different channel of the Discord call." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I used to talk to Sebastian, but then it didn't come that. up until like three months later. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Sleeper agent Sebastian, activate!" Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was great. I thought you were going to talk about you know because um. Miles's character's real name. Oh, that was sick too. Yeah, that reveal. When did, when yeah. did his was that initial? Did, did Miles make that right away? Um, because even his re- backstory didn't come to fruition until way late. You know, when all of a sudden he was like this pirate lord. Yeah, I I don't think I think there wasn't all of that laid out until we knew we were going to be the same characters in the next mm-hmm. campaign, and then yeah. he's like, "Hey, I want to do this." Um, but yeah, that was years <laughs> in the yeah. making. Where yeah, he's like, yeah. this is my real name. And like his alias that he was taught, it was telling all the pirates was just like an anagram of his real name. So that right. was a fun moment. Um, but uh, so uh, do you, th- what do you think about like timing? Because like the, my campaign idea, like has basically been like, we're going to do focus a little bit on, like your backstory and then focus on this person's backstory, oh. focus on this person's backstory. And yeah. I'm, I kind of forced the real story through all of that. Right. Um, which was fine because I kind of planned that out down the line. So I had enough time to sure to make it realistic, but you know, like, Hey, you have to stop all these obelisks. Like, well, in the, <laughs> Through uh, Rook's backstory, you figure out how. And then through Talios' backstory, that's like when this whole thing kind of started. Like, whoa, what's this weird spinning pyramid? And then finding out that, like, they're connected with people from Scarlos' backstory who kidnapped him at a young age. You know, it's like all this stuff was kind of woven together. So I made everybody's backstory part of the main story. Not necessarily in all the same way. So it <laughs> felt like you were following the real story when I kind of like shunt, like forced time. it. Sure. Into everybody's backstory. 
Yeah, um, it's still fine. I mean, certain segments just take us infinitely longer, but I, I don't think that's a problem with the storyline. It's just us yeah. messing yeah. around a lot. Like, <laughs> some things I, take a while. Yeah, I don't think you should start out with anybody's backstory, though. Right. I, I, or, try or try and create a main plot, you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because, because one thing that I was kind of worried about with my whole thing, with, like, Orcus being the bad guy, um, was I was kind of worried that it would make it feel like one NPC, one player character was the main character. You know, it's like, right. this is your god's enemy, so you're, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. He's going to destroy the world. Um, and I think that's a that's a trap that definitely people could fall into. I don't think I've done that. I don't think I've made it. No, also, I think the bad guy's, like, evil enough that it's, like, anyone can see this is Prince a Prince of the Undead, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, this isn't, like, like we're going to... Someone's like, well, hold on, let's hear him out for... <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. If you think of like, yeah, uh, just to tie in like uh, the Elder Scrolls that I was talking about earlier, if you think about uh, the game Oblivion, when like the gates were open and the giants were just like crushing, that was a problem for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, every, okay, it's not like. You can't ignore this now. Hmm, I... <laughs> <laughs> this is now a problem and yeah. we can't have this happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but, I, yeah. I think it just makes sense. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I would try to avoid that though. Ma- making the main storyline. So, do you, would you say it would, was a mistake as like us coming out of Barovia to focus on Rook's storyline in- initially, or um, it, it did give us at least a heading and a direction, and like you know, yeah, none of us were. Real I think that was about fine. What we were do yeah, I, yeah, it was fine to start with that. They needed something, and basically, how the Barovia arc ended was you guys in the same, you know, tavern that all you guys start out with, you know? Right. And so it's basically like the, uh, you know, everyone goes, well, now what? Fade to black. And then it's like, yeah. the campaign will continue next year. In season two. In the sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like there needed to be something and yeah. for it to be um, uh, like self-motivated, I think was totally fine. And also like the campaign had been going on for like a year and a half at that point. So, yeah, I feel like he was the only character too that had like a true backstory because like, like we were, we were just mentioning how like some of our characters didn't really have a yeah. fully developed backstory at the time. Mine certainly didn't. Swifty was just you know, I, you just said one day like let's play D anD D, and I was like, bam, off the cusp. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. And at that point, you knew you wanted to change characters too. True. Yeah, um, I was already like, oh, well, because we had just finished one campaign, finished. so I was like, yeah, let me create another one for a um, campaign. There, because uh, at that point, Miles had come up, had, like fleshed out his backstory. So there's a world sure. where you start out doing Miles's backstory, which you guys still haven't done yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did, we did the Esmeralda part. That's true. That yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. So um, we got like ha- we got like the important the the time sensitive one done. Time sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We didn't get it done in a very time sensitive manner, but we did. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> you went to Atlantis, uh, the you know my world's version of Atlantis. It was fun. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I do love that you guys are high level, so I can just throw. Yeah, like Kraken's dragons. It's all good. Yeah, it like, is so much fun to all. be like <laughs> they can handle anything. I think. Yeah. I think. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, but yeah, and we're a pretty balanced party. Like we we do have a we have a good party comp, so it's going well. <laughs> uh, all right, well that's incorporating characters' backstories. Hopefully, you glean some more tips and tricks again from us this time okay. around in uh in the D and D. Maybe the, maybe when you talked about like we should do more series, is I don't know. This could be all part of the D and D and DM series, you know, D and yeah, tips and tricks. Because that's what these are. I mean, these these are mostly focused on DMs trying to uh, incorporate true. some more of their, yeah, just kind of yeah. develop their patterns. Because, boy, DMing is kind of a hard job, isn't it? Yes. I don't know what that <laughs> is. Have I not made that perfectly clear? Yeah, no, it is. I, listen, I've tried it too. And I, I've only been okay. able to manage DMing one-shots. I couldn't imagine handling... A campaign, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a different beast. It's it's, it's, really it's very different. Um, and I, you know, I've said this to all of you individually, but like I rather I'd rather DM than play if I have to pick one or the other. I think fair, I have more fair. fun doing all that stuff. DMing, um, I I could see how you know what I mean. You get to create everything, really. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is a lot of fun. because like you know anybody who has seen a movie or read a book saw something like especially if they're bad movies or books you see be like oh that's stupid i wouldn't have done that <laughs> and now you could be like oh yeah. now, now i get to, I get to i'll i'll decide turns out <laughs> yeah, writing's hard it's a it's a much bigger creative outlet than playing is it sure. is but it, it is a it is a lot of fun yeah all right, all right. we'll see you in the next one party ah party up.